Welcome to General Conference Review, the podcast where we provide peanut gallery commentary and sometimes thought-provoking analysis of the semi-annual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hosted by a team of experienced and professional individuals. Well, maybe not professional, more like average, like very average and kind of knowledgeable. Our podcast offers an average Joe's insight and reflections on the teachings and doctrines presented during the conference. But we don't stop there. We also encourage our listeners to review the conference talks for themselves in order to gain the fullest understanding and benefit from the messages shared. As a Christian podcast, we strive to to create an engaging and informative experience for listeners of all backgrounds, drawing on the desire to follow the prophets and, and apostles, which offer a unique perspective on the teachings of Jesus Christ. Join us as we explore the latest teachings and messages from the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and dive deep into the spiritual insights that can be gained from studying the words of the prophets. Welcome to another amazing, spectacular, cold edition of How Great Will Be Your Joy. Uh, that's not what it's called. It's called General Conference Review. But the talk we're covering today is called <laughs> How Great Will Be Your Joy. And I am on point tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Kevin Beamer. I'll be your co-host along with my good friend, the illustrious uh, Todd Bruce. How's it going, Todd? Oh, I'm doing great. I was just thinking how it's been a couple weeks. We've had a, <laughs> we've had a Christmas. We've had a New Year's. And we've had some time off, so I'm, I'm glad you took the uh, intro this time and not me. Yeah, yeah, and butchered it. I, this is... <laughs> I would have called it talking to classic talks or something. Yeah. But... <laughs> this is where we said we'll we say we'll edit that out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> if anyway. I had the time or the capability to edit it out, I would. <laughs> uh, this is general conference review, and we are talking about the lovely talk from. October of 2023 called How Great Will Be Your Joy by Elder Ronald A. Rasban. Now, if you were just to read the title of this talk, it is not what I would expect it to be at all. <laughs> uh, but it's a good discussion. And at first, it's pretty much a discussion of senior mission, senior couples should serve missions. And when I first thought about talking about this, I'm like, how are we going to fill the time? But there's some good stuff here. So without further ado, um, let's get in it. Yeah, right off the bat in the second paragraph, there's a line that says, the gathering, talking about the gathering of Israel, is the ultimate recognition that the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. It is as simple as that. Now, I like that. I like simple. Uh, Todd and I both like simple. (laughs) Uh, We like to keep it simple. Uh, And I... I appreciate that we have scriptures that say the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. And then just sort of saying that the reason we gather, that we put an effort in, is because the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. And it's important that we recognize that, that that's why we're doing what we're doing or that we're asked to do these things. Because the worth of souls is great. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't agree more. I love simple. I also love like strong language or bold language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is it's it boils it down. What are we do? Why are we doing this? What what is this for? It's it's because the worth of souls. That's what the gathering of Israel is about. Because every 
soul matters. Mm-hmm. Every every one of us matters, and how and what we do and how we do it, and and it's it's why we've been asked to think celestial. It's been it's why we've been asked to you know to do it in a higher and holier way, and it's why the 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 gathering is is uh, hastening mm-hmm. because because it it needs to happen. It needs to the, those efforts need to need to carry on and continue, and uh, you know that's that's what it's about, uh, which kind of sets up. Uh, his talk here when he gets talking about um, you know he shares a couple of stories he gets talking about how as an apostle he gets to extend missionaries uh, and um, it w- he had one instance where he was asked had, had to assign a couple of senior missionaries and they the uh, he learned that that particular week there had been 300 missions or 300 couples uh, needed to fill all the requests for senior missionaries uh, and they only had 10 couples to assign. So that's a pretty sobering moment to realize uh, there's 300 spots here for people to serve, and I have 10. So where where do they go? And that's where the inspiration comes in to figure out where they need to go. And uh, and then he talks about uh, experience where he his parents served and, and the difference that the parents made in in their entire mission, but but also in the lives of a specific few and how one of them uh, met with elder Rasband. Um, yeah. And, and uh, just, just blew him away. Just, it blew the, him away it blew, that his parents made that big of an impression and a big of a deal and, and for generations to come. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because oftentimes we don't realize the differences that we make, but also, when you're older, maybe you don't think you can make difference, right? Yeah. Like you seem to think oftentimes you think your sphere of influence is smaller. People don't want to deal with an old person. Uh, that's not true, but we all have these different insecurities. Even at 40, I'm like, I'm, I'm in my early forties now. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, maybe, maybe the youth don't want to listen to me anymore. Yeah, well, my kids keep teaching me new slang that I didn't know existed. So I learned in the last year I've learned the words riz, full, full cap, and what's it? there was another one they used the other day, and I was like, what the heck? Anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, but they're making me feel really old now. Um, I know in my ward I have a lot of our oldest uh, couples, the retired couples, working in primary and in Sunday school, youth Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they same thing they're like what do i have to serve you know offer these people i feel like and what one said i feel like i've been put out to pasture in primary and i'm like that couldn't be furthest from the truth these kids need the best people yeah. to help help them along and who better than these senior couples that have helped my generation come along yeah and uh and, uh, and then i point out that if they in fact had to work with like the, the kids in primary, if they had to work, or the the seniors that work in primary, if they had to work with the youth, they'd have to learn slang like "riz" and <laughs> and, and "no cap." <laughs> they're like, anyway, they're like, okay, I guess I'm good uh, where I am. Anyway, but we, I, I I point out another way to ensure that you aren't put out to pasture is is you can go serve a mission. <laughs> put in your papers. You there's lots of work for you to do. Yeah. And then, and then anyway, all of them have a certain timing they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, and this continues, right? The story, he meets this uh, lady named Rebecca years, years later, right? So, but when she was 19, his parents were senior missionaries that went to her door and taught her. Yeah. And she had sisters that were baptized and her mom. But it's interesting, right? Because you'd be like, in my 60s to 70s, a 19 year old is not going to listen to me. Like, they don't want anything to do, right? Like the legitimate feelings of just what you explained that you notice uh, with certain senior members in your your own ward. And that's a normal thing across the world. Yeah. But then he says, and he says, when I met Rebecca and her family at church, we took a photograph of her family with me. I took it home to my elderly mother and she's, and she's held it close to her heart. Then she said to me, Ronnie, this is one of the happiest days of my life. And I love, cause that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep discussion of a lot of times maybe we could use a pick me up, but it's hard <laughs> to find that sometimes. Even in our day-to-day lives, middle-aged, I don't know if we are middle-aged. I don't know what middle-aged age, Todd, but we're probably around it. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting that someone looks back and says and reflects on this, that because I went away and wasn't around for my kids' stuff, blah, blah, and my grandkids' stuff, this was one of the happiest days of my life because the worth of souls is so great. And your joy is great when you are able to be a part of that. It's just lovely. And I think what it does is it really, it's, I think of the term rising tide floats all boats. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this hundred percent applies, but it's like what you're doing is you're helping uplift other areas as opposed to just fortifying where you are. Mm -hmm. You're actually spreading out the, like spreading the wealth and helping lift everybody else. Yeah. And, And it makes a difference. And that, that doesn't mean that, you know, you know, you could you could end up getting called from, you know, Cranbrook, BC Steak and end up in Utah where they don't really need to be uplifted in Utah. But that could be where you serve and that could be where you make a difference. And, yeah. And, and whatever. Right. It's it's about it's about spreading the wealth and helping helping uplift and helping, you know, lift where you stand. And if they want you to stand, my parents uh, served their first mission in um, Lithuania. They never thought for a second they would get called to a place like Lithuania. But they my dad loved it. Uh, my more than my mom did, but my mom says if they go on another another mission, they will be serving, uh, you know, in North America somewhere. But uh, mm-hmm. my my dad's still trying to talk her out of that one. But uh, <laughs> anyway, they uh, they loved it, and they still have fond memories of the people that they were able to uplift and serve in Lithuania. And they would they wouldn't have had that experience in any other way. Mm-hmm. Did they learn another language, or was was it English speaking? It was as a senior couple. It was mostly English English okay. speaking, but but they served. They learned as much as they could because yeah. they would go to church and be be you know clueless as to what was being said otherwise, right? So they learned yeah. what they could, and then they taught English classes, and they they mostly served with the uh, YSA. Oh, cool. and most of the YSA in Lithuania could speak English, which was yeah. like right up in mom and dad's alley. They were pretty happy about that. That's so cool. But it was awesome. They loved it. So mm-hmm. there's a lot, of, a lot of good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so she, I can't remember where you left off here, but um, he he was talking about his mom 
and how happy she was to find out that Rebecca had was still in the church and, and mm-hmm. like, so many years later. There's actually a line here. It says, Rebecca read the Book of Mormon in five days. I thought, man, that's, that's amazing. Fast. Yeah, that's, that's, that's impressive. But anyway, she he said, uh, my mother's response begs the question for our seniors. What are you doing at this stage of your life? Uh, there are so many ways senior missionaries can do what no one else can. You are a remarkable force for good, seasoned in the church and poised to encourage and rescue God's children. Like if that's, there's going to be some stronger language here, but I can't, I can't think of much stronger language than this, that you, each of us, right. When we, when we get to that age where we are available to serve a senior mission, yeah. Are, are a remarkable force for good, seasoned in the church over time, and poised to encourage and rescue God's children. Like, you know, um, let me jump back here. Uh, the worth of souls is great in the sight of God, and you have been prepared this your whole life to to go out and do as much good as anybody. Mm-hmm. So do do it. Well. And I, I love he does get more bold, and I, so I'm I'm loving this. It's also it's not directed at me, so I'm loving that it's bold for someone else. <laughs> I know it's easy for us because we only have 20 more years to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five years of work. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that sort of question, or what are you doing at this stage of your life? And in my mind, retirement calls to me, so I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. That's yeah. I've heard that line too. I'm retired. I I gotta enjoy my my retirement. I don't yeah. want to serve in any big callings. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. You know, say you can say no to your calling then, but you're saying no to the Lord at this point. Yeah. All right. Which is an interesting thing because we all have that desire. Not not everybody, but a lot of people in today's society in our area that we are yeah. from have the desire to get to the point where you can retire. And then you can do whatever you want and take up some hobbies and all these things. And those are wonderful things to do. Those sound lovely. You've earned it. But uh, we came to earth to grow. And so I love yeah. that he's, he calls us out and he says, what are you doing? <laughs> you came here uh, to grow. That's right. You've, you've certainly earned the right to retire and sit on a beach or sit a, you know, travel or whatever. But we've been asked to be better and, yeah. and do, do more. And yeah. So what are we doing? Let's figure out a way to do what do the things that we've been asked yeah. to do. Um, he continues on a little bit later, quite a few paragraphs down, and he says, I have called many couples to serve and watched as the light of Christ has filled their countenances. At their return, they have described going closer to the Lord and closer to one another, feeling the spirit of the Lord pour down upon them and knowing they are making a difference. Who would not want that? This is also some pretty, some wonderful blessings. Now, this doesn't necessarily happen to everyone who serves a senior couple missionary, but this is of the opinion of, for the most part, this happens, that they, you do grow and it impacts you in a time where it's accepted in society that you don't need to grow anymore, that you don't need to be uncomfortable. And you can make a difference. That's one thing that's really interesting uh, that making a difference, that having a purpose in life, that's something that calls to me. And I often will talk to people when I talk about retirement is to me, retirement is a stage where I could uh, retire 
not not necessarily fully retire, but just be at the point where I don't financially need to work as much or something, but I'd still want purpose. <laughs> so yeah. magically, this would provide purpose. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely gives you something to do and something to focus on. And um, I like this this line. This it's a it's a hymn, but it's the quote: "My Lord will have need of me." Mm-hmm. And uh, a mission might be the greatest chapter in a couple's life. And I like the idea. He doesn't mention it anywhere in this talk. But I do like the idea of, like, this is my companion. I got to bring my wife. We get to go together. I don't have to, you know, a, a regular mission, you get you get, uh, you get, get handed a companion. And, mm-hmm. and a mission president is picking your companion for you. Well, I get to go and do this with my wife. She's my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to go on a year and a half you know, trip or, or you go, we get to go work. It's work. It's not yeah. a vacation, but yeah. I get to go do that with my wife. That sounds, that sounds amazing. Sign me up today. Yeah. Somebody just needs to take care of my kids and maybe walk my dog and stuff, but yeah, I would do that. But uh, anyway, I'll, I'll do it. I will get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Definitely. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just, it's, it's awesome. He, he carries on a little bit. And he goes, Isaiah gave us a poetic description of what it means to serve in the mission field. Uh, scripture tells us, quote, the field is the world, unquote. This great ancient prophet wrote, quote, for ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands, unquote. And I like the, you know, Isaiah's very visual, very like poetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, I think he hit the nail on the head a little bit with, in regard to the impact that we can have, mm-hmm. you know, I want you to think about, uh, elder Rasband's parents, um, we'll call them elder and sister Rasband because I don't know their names. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's in here somewhere, but they served and they made a difference in this, uh, you know, young girl's family's life. Mm-hmm. And and generations to come, and I want you to think about their family and the impact they had. You know, there the, there's, you know, the, the 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 hills and the mountains and the trees and the everything is breaking forth into singing at the change and difference that that has been made in this family's life because of their service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously there's, you know, so many people that are impacted as well as themselves are impacted immensely and their yeah. children, right? The Rasband family has a story that's able to be told and it's uplifting and it is a testimony uh, increaser for everyone that's heard it. So yeah, it's well, and, so, so blessed. So uh, just the blessings abound for mm-hmm. all around. And even now you and I are being blessed by their service because we're being told about this story and we're able to talk about it and think, right? Like it's an interesting thing how far the ripple effects can be from devoted service and just doing good. Uh, absolutely. And, and I often think of, I think about this in regular missionary terms, but um, I don't have many ties to uh, uh, pioneers that went to Utah. Mm-hmm. However, my ancestors joined the church in the, the mid to late 1800s in Sweden uh, who were taught by missionaries who were children or grandchildren of pioneers. Mm-hmm. So those people, did, those people did the things. They sent these their kids out on missions. They ended up in Sweden. Uh, the Sweden missionaries or the, the the ones that went to Sweden 
um, you know, helps my family. They made the decision. Now, now this is a hundred and you know, 50 years later. And, and now, you know, I, they, they have an amazing posterity who have served all over North America mm-hmm. after they moved here. Right. And you think about the difference that, that, the, that one pioneer made who then had a grandson who then went to Sweden, who then, you know, and that's just one branch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's so crazy. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> the, it, it applies to senior missionaries just as much as to, as to, as to junior missionaries or to, to, to single missionaries, but uh, yeah. the impact is profound and the ripples are um, continue. They carry on. But it's, it's interesting. And this isn't just missionary work that, that ripples happen, but we're, that's what we're focusing on right now. And so it's a great yeah. story, but like even your discussion about your family, how it was affected. So someone joined the church was a pioneer. Somebody served a mission, some sort of, <laughs> right uh yeah. property or child of theirs or grandkid of theirs served a mission impacted your family which then impacted you know your generations and came down to impact you uh and had impacts of even just as like you served your mission in russia <laughs> right so someone yeah. who made a, de- a decision to be good and to try to follow god's plan had impacts not only just to Sweden, but like all over the world, literally. Yeah. Well, how many missionaries in my, in my extended family served all over Like it's, yeah, they've been everywhere and it's, and that's again, one branch. Yeah. One branch from one person's decisions to serve and to, yeah. you know, be a difference maker. Yeah. And it's significant. And that's, well, that's basically what elder Rasband is begging. Yeah. Begging people to be a different, become a difference maker. Like, and we yeah. can, and we can do that where we are. We can do it when we're serving. But if we, if you're in a position and and are, and are available and and have an opportunity to go be a, a senior service or a senior missionary, um, man, the the there's no end to the blessings and the ripples and the the impact yeah. that we can have. And it's if very you, possible. If, if, go ahead. If you if you can't serve where you stand, yeah, and 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 be a difference maker and you know impact those. Those uh, the people that you're able to teach, whether it's in primary or Sunday school or mm-hmm. wherever. But you know, do what you can. But if you're, that's what Elder Rasband says here too. If you can, if you're able, we need you. Well, and he does talk about you could serve a service mission, which is at home, yeah. right? Uh, you just maybe put a little more. Yeah. So that's there are ways to serve, whether it's in your ward, like you were talking about, or still officially as a missionary, as a service missionary, which is still in your home area. Uh, But he's pulled, and the next paragraph, (laughs) he says, and I love that he starts with, this isn't just me uh, asking, this isn't just me asking. He He qualifies the tarot of this. (laughs) This is who he's asking. As an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to serve as a missionary in the gathering of Israel, and perhaps even serve again we need you. We need you. So this is, <laughs> I don't know the last time that someone qualified like this and then was very blunt and bold about oh what they were asking at general conference. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. We've been covering conference talks for the last couple of years. Nothing jumps out to me where someone's like, as a representative of Jesus Christ, as an apostle, or as the prophet, 
I'm telling you to do this. I'm asking you to do this. I don't know if anything jumps out at you, Todd, but. Well, I think there's been a couple, but it's been on more on a personal level of like, make this change or be a piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Celestially. But this is like, I'm asking you to sacrifice your retirement and what you thought you were going to do for something better. And it's going to be, and it's going to be work. And and (laughs) even if you've already done this, we appreciate that, but we still need you to do it again. (laughs) Do it again. I like this uh, other line here, a couple lines down. He goes, I now invite you to take your know-how coupled with your time honored testimonies and go on a mission. Yeah. Just anyway, he's like, as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> for all that is good and holy, yeah. go and serve a mission. Yeah. I want to spy. <laughs> like, anyway. there's no gray area uh, of what Elder Raspian yeah. ex- uh, is asking. <laughs> the only thing missing is reminding us of our temple covenants. <laughs> <laughs> As an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you remember the covenants you made in the temple, you yeah. covenanted to build up the kingdom of God on the earth, dedicate your time, talents, and all that you yeah. have to the building up of the kingdom of God on the earth. Yeah. So go on a mission. Yeah, I love it. I also love that, like I said, right now it's not directed at you and I, so we're kind of like, okay. Easy for us to say and easy for us to laugh about. Well, I heard, yeah. I remember hearing this talk. And being like, oh man, that was some strong language. And he was bold and he was direct and he was all the things. And I was like, okay, I guess I should expect to hear from some some couples in the next couple of days. And I did not hear from anybody. <laughs> <laughs> not a single couple. In fact, I asked a couple of couples if they heard read Elder Ram, Razban's talk and they said, no, I hadn't. I missed that one. <laughs> and I said, Go and read it and then let me know what you think. Yeah. And, and most of them are like, yeah, I read, okay, I, I see what you're driving at. And uh, and they just said, we, we just have a timeline that they we're trying to, we, we want to serve, we plan to serve, we just have a bit of a timeline. And I said, okay, that's that's fine. I just wanted you to consider it and think about it and be, yeah. don't, don't not be serving because you are being lazy, you know. <clears throat> this is an but. interesting thing to me because I hope that it spurred senior couples to have the confidence to do this. But it's really easy for you and me in this point to point out that Elder Rasband was extremely bold as to what is expected of people that are in that senior couple age range and to serve missions. Um, As well as you don't have to be a senior couple to serve a mission. Uh, I've got some aunts that have served missions or one that has and one is that is looking at doing that. Um, So anyone, right? at a certain age point is just fine. But so it's fun. It's good. It's very inspiring. I hope it's been effective. I know that there's a couple couples in our stake that are doing this. Uh, but also I, I then look and I think, what has the Lord been bold about for me personally that I've sort of said, well, that's not my timeline yet. I'm not ready for that. Or I, I'm not... I'm not ready for that growth. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a really interesting thought of how we should take and apply this to ourselves. Uh, because in this case, it's pretty simple. Elder Rasband, very bold. I'm an apostle. I'm telling you to serve a mm-hmm. mission. 
But what have what am I missing out on that someone says, Kevin Beamer, as an apostle of Lord Jesus Christ, I expect you to do this. And I've maybe not picked up on it, or I maybe missed that talk. So yeah, it's really interesting. Well, and it uh I, I, I was I was thinking when you were talking about the, the, the timeline and that kind of stuff, what are we missing out on or what are we choosing? to not participate in. And I was thinking of the Chosens. Um, I want to say it's like episode four or five. They're at the wedding feast. Mm-hmm. And the line gets used a couple t- a couple times. If not now, when? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so uh, it reminds me of the Neil A. Maxwell quote too. And he goes, uh, when you say not now, what you're really saying is not ever. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. B- because by saying not now, you're saying this isn't a priority for me. Yeah. And I can't be bothered to do this. And when, you know, if you can't, if you can't be bothered to do this now, at what point do you think you're going to make it a priority in your mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've, I've certainly, um, Cole's notes that, uh, that quote, he, he says it a lot more eloquently than I did, but, uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's an effective quote and, and it's about like identifying our focus. What's the most important thing? Why are we here? Well, yeah. and, and, you know, we all have limitations of what we're able to do and when we're able to do it. When you're 18 to 25, it's a perfect opportunity for you to serve a mission because that's, you know, what else you got going on when you're 18 to 25? You're trying to look for school. You're trying to look for growth. You're trying to look for whatever. Yeah. Uh, once you're 60 plus or 65 plus and your kids are growing up and gone and, and you, you feel like you have, you know, time to yourself again. Well, instead of putting giving time to yourself, we can be giving time to the Lord and we can be mm-hmm. serving and, and doing the things. And I'm hopeful that I'm not looking or overlooking asks of me, of the Lord, and I'm doing the things that I've been asked to do. I fully intend on burning myself out as a bishop, taking a good three months break and then getting right back out with whatever calling they want me to do. Um, and then, but as, as senior missionaries, uh, we can be serving and we can be doing, and we can be helping build the kingdom of God on the earth. Mm-hmm. That's that's the admonition of a of an apostle of the Lord. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting interesting dilemma. It's like it's just a re- really interesting thing to discuss. And we do know that there are times and places like you spoke about, right? There's times and places. There's times and seasons, and. Uh, also, another part of the church says that your family does come first. That's your first responsibility. Uh, so it's it's interesting <laughs> how to juggle all these things, right? Because the Lord doesn't expect you to fully burn yourself out as a bishop if you're not being a good husband or being a good father. That's oh, yeah. not the expectation. So it's hard, I would assume, as a bishop to come to terms with what does that actually look like? How do I continue to do these good things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah, I'm not going to burn myself out as being a husband or father. I'm going to burn myself out as being a bishop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still going to hang out with my wife and kids and have a lot of fun we have. But I'm going to do the things that you know. When I'm done, I want to be able to say I did everything I could. Mm-hmm. I, I left no stone unturned. I didn't. I didn't rest on my laurels. I I, I grew and promoted and did all the things that I I thought reasonable yeah. to move forward with. And uh, yeah. 
anyway, no, it's and it's no different. It, I know missionaries that have that same mentality, and 100%. and they, they serve like crazy, and they are devastated when they get get released. And yeah, I know many many people who have been called who have been devastated when they get released, and they serve good, they serve hard, and they help build the kingdom, and they move on to the next thing. And if our next thing is a senior mission, I will happily take that when it comes. Yeah. It just this reminds me, I don't know why, but I'm jumping to it from Come Follow Me this week. First Nephi chapter three, uh, verse six. And it says, talking to Nephi, it says, Therefore go, my son, and thou shalt be favored of the Lord, because thou hast not murmured. <laughs> Interesting. So a lot of times there's there are many things like we, I talked about that I'm probably not doing that I should be doing. But if I want to gain favor of the Lord, it's not, that doesn't apply to me. It's okay. How can I fix that? How can I work on that? Mm-hmm. We don't need to do everything at once. That's not what we're discussing ever. Todd, Todd and I, we never discussed, you have to do all these things. Yeah. But if you can look inward and find something that maybe you could work on a little bit, uh, for, for my family, that's been come follow me and regular scripture study that we've been trying to work on over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've made some progress, but our progress will be like two or three evenings a week. And that's going to be good enough based mm-hmm. upon where life's at for us. Uh, and that's okay. So that's a small, simple thing that we're working on is saying, okay, we've got 10, 15 minutes to do this. I actually had an interesting progress the other day a buddy of mine would said about running for like 10 minutes. And then a light bulb went off in my mind and said, well, I could probably not commit to going to the gym for an hour. Uh, I've got access to a gym at where I work, but I could probably do 20 minutes of working out. And that would be far better than not going at all. That's <laughs> right. So all of a sudden I've been doing that. <laughs> Just, oh, at some point the goal is to have more of a fulfilling workout and, be better for my body, blah, blah, blah. But it's a start. You do what you can. Yeah. 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 I recall state conference probably, I would say eight or nine years ago. uh, And we had, I was asked to speak and it was on our come follow me efforts. So when did come follow me come in? Probably seven years ago. Um, And I was like, they wanted to just know what my family's come follow me. I remember this is the talk where I was like, I had seven minutes exactly, and I told you to wave at me. You went two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then you went over anyways. And I was, and I was, I was nowhere. I was like, oh no, Kevin waved. And I told everyone in the audience or in the congregation, <laughs> Kevin waved at me already, and I'm not even a third of the way through my talk. Uh, okay, so I got to cut things out. And anyway, I'm sure I, I they appreciated the spiritualness that we brought in state conference, we, me timing you and waving at you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but. They had three speakers in a row. It was me and two other people. And I, for the record, I was the only one who stayed on seven minutes. Everyone else went over. Everyone else went over. Uh, but but the gist of it was all of our come follow me efforts are flawed and and imperfect. But it's about the effort that we put into it mm-hmm. and, the, and the trying. And that's, you know, yeah. what we're asked. And that's... That's in our callings. That's in our yep. lives. That's in any any missionary efforts that we put forth. Yeah, and we just do what we can. We try. We put. We we. we it's about effort. The Lord loves yep. effort. The the imperfect harvest, which was a great talk from. Was that April's conference? April. That was. Uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but uh, Stanfill, Vern Stanfill, the and imperfect harvest. Awesome. And it's 
it's very much hit that point home to me that Elder Stanfield's talk from April conference. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the, Oh yeah. So we're talking about uh, senior missionaries. Uh, <laughs> uh, the benefit to the senior missionaries, it brings me back to the experience within the church. Mm-hmm. Kevin and I are 40 year olds with, with younger kids. We're trying to make, figure it out, trying to serve, we, you know, manage our kids, do all the things. Uh, senior missionaries have lived all the things. They know mm-hmm. what what people need, how to help, how to sucker, how to how to how to do the things in in the areas. And uh, we you know we all benefit from wisdom and from from tutelage and from having wise teachers help us out. And and Elder Rasban recognizes that need in the in the world, and he's begging and pleading with us to to fill that need. Well. And- even just going on with that, that wisdom and advice that comes from senior seniors is just amazing. Uh, in our normal day-to-day life, we maybe pay for advice, pay for consultant fees or whatever that is. But to have people that have this wonderful lived experience and to come and be like, oh, actually, have you tried this? Oh, have you tried that? And not even fully just sharing the gospel because there's obviously that part aspect of it but that advice that can come and just help people in general oh that's tough that you're going through this i went through something similar and this is how i dealt with it Mm -hmm. right that sucker that you talked about is huge and it as much as we love our young missionaries they don't have that experience wealth of experience to draw on they're fantastic and wonderful in everything that they do, but there is something special about having senior missionaries. I, I, I love young missionaries, but the older I get, the younger they get. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, I've been to some discussions where I'm like, oh, I got to step in here. And, and it's, I really should let them manage and figure it out and work through it. But I'm like, this needs to be, yeah. this, this needs to be done differently than how it's going. <laughs> I appreciate the efforts that are being put forward, but let, let me just correct this here yeah. for a second. Let's fix this. <laughs> anyway, and uh, you know that's yeah. Senior missionaries can 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 be that for for younger missionaries, for for young wards, for for branches, for whoever. Yeah. And uh, let's do it. So, just in closing, uh, I bear testimony that this is inspired of God that this ask is a legitimate ask and that if you are a senior missionary or senior age that you could qualify to serve as a senior missionary of some sort, many options, right? It just, you don't have to just go away or go to Lithuania to do this, that you will be blessed by doing this. Now, if you are not of that age, maybe make it, just have a desire to go at that time, but maybe look upon yourself and say, what am I missing that's been boldly declared that I should be doing? And figure that out and try to do it. And I bear testimony that you will find some type of blessing as you put that effort in, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <clears throat> amen. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Love Todd. You, Love you, buddy. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to General Conference Review. We hope you've enjoyed our in-depth analysis and commentary on the latest conference talks from leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. 
But please remember, there is no substitute for your own personal study of the conference talks. We encourage you to read and ponder on these messages and to share your own insights and experiences with loved ones, friends, neighbors, and apply the teachings to help you become a better disciple of Christ. Together, we can deepen our understanding and appreciation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for joining us on General Conference Review. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you in future episodes. 